Welcome to Hot Off The Wire, a daily podcast that looks at the top news, business, sports, and entertainment stories as reported by the Associated Press. I'm Terry Lipschutz, Senior Producer for Elite Enterprises and your Curator of News. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off The Wire through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss daily news updates. And now, the latest headlines. AP News, I'm Jackie Quinn, and the winner is John Fossa. The 64-year-old Norwegian writer wins the Nobel Prize in Literature this morning. Fossa blends a rootedness in the language and nature of his Norwegian background. Anders Olsen, chair of the Nobel Literature Committee, says Fossa's work, A New Name, Septology 6-7, through 7, is the author's magnum opus. There are no first prize winners when it comes to Powerball. The jackpot for Saturday will rise to $1.4 billion. The Biden administration's issued a sharp reversal on its border policy. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says there is an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers to prevent unlawful entries into the U.S. Overwhelmed with a migrant crisis, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is taking part in talks in Mexico City today, hoping for more deterrence. When you see uh, children making uh, the long trek uh, through a jungle uh, and then having to live in conditions of congregate shelters. The U.S. Congress has no Speaker of the House. President Biden says he's concerned a new Speaker may not live up to the promise for more funding for Ukraine. It does worry me, and but I know there are a majority of members of the House and Senate. Ukraine's president is in Spain today seeking support from European allies. Thousands of healthcare workers are striking against Kaiser Permanente. Labor expert Johnny Callis at Cornell University. This strike is really highlighting uh, many of the issues that healthcare workers uh, face. Um, such as low pay and understaffing. This is AP News. There appears to be some movement in the auto workers' strike. A source with direct knowledge tells the AP some offers have been exchanged involving all three and meaningful progress has been made. Another source says there's more movement in talks with Jeep maker Stellantis and less movement at Ford and General Motors. The strikes have been going on for about three weeks. A report of progress raises the possibility the union may decide not to expand its walkouts. So far, the strikes involve about 25,000 workers at five plants and 38 parts warehouses. I'm Ed Donahue. Lawyers will be arguing today for Adnan Syed, an accused killer now free, after the murder of his ex-girlfriend more than two decades ago. The Maryland Supreme Court's hearing the case made known through the podcast Serial. Syed is appealing a reinstatement of his murder conviction. I'm Jackie Quinn, AP News. AP Sports, I'm Mike Reeves. Major League Baseball's wildcard playoff round continued Wednesday with all four series ending in sweeps. The Rangers defeated the Rays 7-1 and the Twins shut out the Blue Jays 2-0 in the American League while the Diamondbacks downed the Brewers 5-2 and the Phillies beat the Marlins 7-1 in the NL. Adolis Garcia and Evan Carter hit home runs in the Texas victory while Nathan Evalde tossed six and two-thirds shutout innings. In Minnesota's win, it was Sonny Gray pitching the first five innings for the Twins. Carlos Correa had two hits 
hits and a run batted in for Minnesota as they won a playoff series for the first time in 21 years. Arizona scored four times in the sixth inning to erase a 2-1 deficit in their win over the Brewers. Alec Thomas went deep and Cattell Marte drove in a pair of runs for Arizona. Zach Gallen pitched six innings to record the win. In Philadelphia's victory over Miami, the Phillies got seven innings of three-hit ball from Aaron Nola. Bryson Stott's grand slam home run in the sixth inning broke the game open. I'm Mike Reeves, AP Sports. Led by Simone Biles, the U.S. women won a record seventh consecutive team title at the Gymnastics World Championships on Wednesday night. The American team of Biles, Shailise Jones, Sky Blakely, and Leanne Wong combined for a total of 167.729 points to edge Brazil and France. The U.S. team won by a margin of just 2.199 points. The U.S. women have won gold in the team event at every world championship that included a team competition since 2011. I'm Geffen Coolbaugh. AP News. I'm Ed Donahue. President Biden is concerned about the Republican shakeup in the House. Yesterday's ouster of Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The dysfunction always concerns me. The president is also concerned about the status of U.S. funding for Ukraine moving forward. I'm going to make the argument that it's overwhelmingly in the interest of the United States of America that Ukraine succeed. And it's overwhelmingly in our interest. I've spent two and a half years putting together coalitions that no one thought could be put together. And they've strengthened us across the board. He will be giving a major speech on Ukraine soon. Also, government funding is scheduled to run out next month. Former President Donald Trump is back for a third day in his civil fraud trial. The AP's Julie Walker is in New York. Lawyers for the New York Attorney General who is suing Donald Trump went after the accountant who prepared his financial statements, which the former president insists were perfect. Not only perfect, the statements are much more conservative than my real net worth. My real net worth is much higher. The lawsuit accuses Trump and his business of deceiving banks, insurers, and others by exaggerating his wealth. They don't use the statements because it has a disclaimer clause. They do their own work. The clause tells them, do your own due diligence. A limited gag order went into effect yesterday after the judge admonished a social media post by Trump disparaging court staff at court in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. Did you hear the alert? It went off around the country, even at the White House. Nope. There you go. Okay, thanks, The federal everybody. government tested its alert system used to tell people about emergencies. Pope Francis opened a big meeting on the future of the Catholic Church. He says the church is in need of repair to make it a place of welcome for everyone, everyone, everyone. Stocks are mixed in late-day trading. This is AP News. Childcare providers are trying to cope after losing financial funding. 220,000 childcare programs in the U.S. were cut off from federal funding at the end of September. For years, providers have talked about unsustainable business models that generated only razor-thin profit margins. Now they say without additional money, they face the possibility of having to shut down. Deanna Artis, a teacher at the Living Water Child Care Center in Williamson, West Virginia, says it's important for children to have a safe space at child care centers. So they know that they are loved regardless somebody loves them. The Century Foundation, a Washington, D.C. think tank, says the existence of up to half of all providers in six states and the District of Columbia is threatened without federal funding. 
I'm Mike Hempen. The CDC is phasing out printing of coronavirus vaccination cards. I'm Ed Donahue, AP News. A day after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's stunning removal, a top ally is describing the damage done. People are bad. Louisiana's Garrett Graves says the House GOP met last night after McCarthy's ouster, and it's a good thing the meeting ended when it did. Not exaggerating, I think it probably would have uh, devolved into a little bit of physical altercation there. Graves is aiming his anger at Florida's Matt Gates, whom he says was played by Democrats into removing a speaker from his own party and handing them more power. I mean, I can't believe he's that stupid. Graves says Republicans now need to decompress, regroup, and figure out who their next leader will be. Sagar Magani at the White House. The man facing a murder charge in the fatal shooting of rapper Tupac Shakur 27 years ago has made his first appearance in court Wednesday. I'm Margie Zaroleta with the latest. The hearing for Dwayne Keefe D. Davis was cut short after he asked to postpone while he retains counsel. His arraignment has been rescheduled for October 19th. Attorney Edie Fowle confirms he's Davis's personal lawyer, but he had no comment. Davis has said in interviews and in his own memoir that he was in the front passenger seat of a Cadillac in 1996 and handed a 40 caliber handgun to his nephew in the back seat from which shots were fired. In Nevada, a person can be convicted of murder for helping another person commit the crime. Davis is the only one of the four people in the car that night who is still alive. The Associated Press and the Creole are coming together for a candid conversation on race and democracy ahead of next year's election. I'm Tiffany Wong. In a joint panel discussion, the Associated Press and the Creole are talking about issues facing black Americans as the presidential election approaches. Aaron Morrison, Noreen Nazir, and Ayanna Alexander from the AP's race and ethnicity team, alongside podcast host Dr. Christine Tina Greer and anchor Mark Lamont Hill from The Grill discussed topics ranging from targeted racial violence to voting barriers. Activist and scholar Mark Lamont Hill. We're not moral enough. We're excessively violent. We're not smart enough. We're not trustworthy enough. We're hypersexual. We are a public threat to white people. So that logic has guided white supremacist thought in America since the beginning. And Dr. Christina Greer says the next generation will make the change. There are ways that we can motivate young people so that they see themselves as part of the process, the political process. Uh, it's not just the presidency and the Senate that they can run for. There's so many local offices. The Grill approached the AP with the idea of a joint editorial venture during the National Association of Black Journalists Convention in Las Vegas in 2022. The event is streaming on The Grill and AP's television, audio, and digital platforms. I'm Tiffany Wong. A federal investigator said the small plane crash that killed former NFL tight end Russ Francis and another man at an Adirondack Mountains airport occurred after the engine apparently lost power. Francis was 70 years old. He and 63-year-old Richard McSpadden had just taken off from the Lake Placid Airport on Sunday afternoon in a single-engine Cessna 177 when the plane encountered trouble. Francis was a three-time Pro Bowl selection with the New England Patriots, who also won a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers in 1984. I'm Gethin Kulbach. I'm Terry Lipschetz, thanking you for listening. Audio provided by the Associated Press. Music is by Skillcell and provided through Pixabay. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off The Wire on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.